You're listening to the Elevate Main podcast. To learn more about Elevate, visit our website at www.elevate.org.ph. We hope you enjoy today's talk. Okay, good afternoon everyone. Hello, can you get your seatmate? Merry Christmas! Okay, advance Merry Christmas. Sanang regalo ko. So I know, I think a lot of people right now are in the malls, they're shopping. I know this is online, not a lot of people are joining us online. Uh, not in the usual because I think most of them nasa shopping ano na shopping season or baka mga Christmas parties. Sino dito may at least merong five Christmas parties, at least five Christmas parties, five and above this this month. Wow, daming friends. Sino dito mga three to five Christmas parties this this season? Yan. Sino dito one to three? Sino wala Christmas party? Sobra naman pag wala kayong Christmas party. I believe naman that all of you guys, you know, this is the Christmas season. Uh, actually, I think this is the first Christmas na talagang magiging physical, no? Yung mga Christmas parties. Tama? Ito yung, ito yung season na magiging physical ang Christmas parties. Of course, family, even the past few, few years, even during pandemic, naging physical yung Christmas parties. But now, even yung mga batchmates, yung mga classmates nyo, blockmates nyo, even yung high school barkada, maybe grade school barkada, na yes, let's gather na. So, ang daming gastusin, okay? Sino wala ng savings, naubusan na dahil sa gifts. Don't worry, merong 2023. Let's see what's gonna happen there. But anyway, we're continuing our series on classmeet. Down to our last two services na lang tayo of the year. And you don't wanna miss out next week because that's our last youth service of the year and it's gonna be a Christmas special. So please, invite your friends, invite your classmates. Ito na yung gawin yung Christmas party for them. Uh, and we're gonna have a wonderful time as we're, we're gonna discuss one more topic or one more character next week. So today, we're gonna look at the life of, na-mention na kanina ng mga host. Pakita nga natin slide. Yan, Paul. Sino dito ang pangalan niya, Paul? Wala, that's good, okay. So, hindi naman that's good. So, sino dito may friend na Paul? I think marami tayong mga Paul yung friends natin. Or I think in Filipino, tawag nila Paolo. Medyo connected sa word na Paolo. Ako, ang name ko, Paolo Marty. So, medyo connected doon. But um, Paul, very interesting. And uh, I think most of us, we know his character already. We know his life. He wrote a lot of letters or a lot of books in the New Testament. We're inspired by him. If you've been a Christian for a long time, you have been inspired by the life of the Apostle Paul. Kasi grabe talaga yung life niya. Pero for those who don't know the life of the Apostle Paul, here's the background. A.K.A. he's also known as Saul. That was his name before. But when he became a follower of Jesus Christ, he changed his name from Saul naging Paul. He persecuted at first, yung first half of his life or early parts of his life, he was a persecutor of the body of Christ. So you can see his testimony. He tried to kill people. He approved of people, of Christians dying for their faith. He approved of that. Sige, persecute mo yan. In fact, there's this famous uh, follower of Jesus. His name is Stephen. He was stoned to death and he was the one who approved. Yes, stoned Stephen to death. So that was his life. It was crazy. Kaya nga dun sa class meet na video natin. Uh, yung description kay Paul, bad boy. So in the Christian world, he was known as the bad boy. In fact, kilalang kilala siya ng mga Christians as someone who persecutes greatly the body of Christ. Yun ang kanyang image. He was the persecutor of the body of Christ. But then, 
he was going to Damascus. So I'm summarizing the story na lang of the Apostle Paul. Ha. He was going to Damascus. Imagine na, this man, kung ikaw friend mo to, feeling mo hindi na to masasave. Meron ka bang friend na feeling mo hindi maliligtas? Sana hindi yung katabi mo. Okay? Ikaw na, di ba? Di ba may mga ganun eh? May mga friend ka na, ay, imposible na to. There's no hope for this person. So most people, they think during that time, Paul don't have a chance when it comes to, or doesn't have a chance when it comes to salvation. But then, he encountered the Lord. So he was on his way to Damascus. Damascus is one of the cities near Jerusalem. And he wanted to persecute further the Christians who were there. So on his way to, the, to Damascus, on that road, he encountered Jesus. Jesus already ascended to heaven, but Jesus spoke to him. So he encountered Jesus, and as a result of that, ano nangyari kay Paul? Kay Paul? He became a follower of Christ. He became a committed follower of Jesus. So sobrang committed, he told people about Jesus. Everybody were surprised. And not just that, he wrote most of the New Testament. 13 books out of all the 27 books of the New Testament, si Paul ang nagsulat. So grabe yung transformation niya. What happened to Paul that we can learn? Kasi Paul went through a lot. I know you are very familiar with the life of Paul. But what happened to him that we can learn? In fact, one of the powerful statements na sinabi ni Paul, na it's so hard to say, is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Sabi mo nga sa katabi mo, follow my example. As I follow, <laughs> ang hirap na, di ba? It's a statement na, hindi ko yata kaya sa sabihin. <laughs> follow the example of Pastor Peter. By the way, happy birthday, belated. Happy birthday to Pastor Peter. He celebrated his birthday yesterday, okay? So I think you saw that post. Pero di ba, it's, it's hard to say that. I mean, even I've been, I've been a pastor for years already. I've been a small group leader for years. It's still quite tough to say to people, oh, you follow my example as I follow Christ. Kasi parang ang yabang mo naman. Saka nandun yung mindset na, Christ-like ba talaga ako? Or ang tingin ba ng mga taong to sa akin is Christ-like? Imagine, this is a bold statement of Paul. But you have to understand, Paul went through a lot. And the one thing that I really appreciate about Paul is in every difficulty or challenge he faced, he responded in a Christ-like manner. Yun ang may kita natin sa life ni Paul. Yung perseverance niya, yung kanyang diligence, yung kanyang faith, and his commitment to Jesus was unwavering. Talagang sold out to the Lord. That's why he's able to say to people, follow me as I follow Christ. Because one of the ultimate tests in Christ-likeness, one of the ultimate tests in Christ-likeness is how we respond to problems. Can you ask your seatmate, may problema ka ba? Yan. Sana hindi ikaw ha. Sana hindi yung katabi yung problema mo. Pero lahat tayo may problems. How we respond to that, listen to me ha, how we respond to that shows a lot about our character. If we don't respond in a Christ-like manner, it shows what's really inside. It's just like the Colgate or toothpaste principle. You will know the color of the toothpaste when you squeeze it. So it's the same thing with our relationship with Jesus. If we truly say we're followers of Jesus, 
There will be moments we will be squeezed. There will be moments there we will be stressed. There will be moments we feel hopeless or helpless. But how do we respond in those moments? That's why I appreciate the life of the Apostle Paul. Our topic for today, because if we see his life, and dami niya pinagdaanan, if I was in his shoes, I could have given up. I could have said, hindi ko to kaya, Lord. But somehow, he was holding on to Jesus, and he had so much hope. So our message for today, very simple, there is hope. What do you do? Keep running to Jesus. Tell your seatmate, one, two, three, go. There is hope. Keep running to Jesus. Those joining us online, say to whoever you're with, there is hope for your life. There is hope with your problems right now. There is hope with whatever difficulties you're facing. There is hope for you. Sabi mo sa Tagalog, sa katabi mo, may pag-asa ka pala. <laughs> right? Ganyan ka. May pag-asa ka pala. Okay? This, seriously. A lot of people kasi, especially during pandemic, ha, diba, we, we are aware of that. A lot of people during pandemic, they felt hopeless. Kasi pandemic, you can't go out, and then there's so many people getting sick, so many people dying, you really felt hopeless. But then, and not just during pandemic, but even afterwards, some people, they feel still hopeless because of you're in debt, and dahil mong utang, there are many challenges in school. You don't understand what's going on. Uh, so people really feel, a lot of them, or a lot of you maybe right now, you feel hopeless. Or maybe it's because of your past. You feel, feel there's no hope. Or maybe it's because of your future. You don't know what's going to happen. Is there still hope for me? I remember during pandemic, I was able to counsel someone. Na ang course niya is H-R-A-I-M. Okay. So, yung hotel, restaurant, something management, right? Anyway, so, yun yung course niya. And he was really telling me, Pastor Marty, Kuya Marty, I don't know what's gonna happen to me. Because we all know, during the pandemic, what happens sa hotels? What happens sa restaurants? Sarado. What happens sa travel? Sarado. I also was able to talk to one of my disciples. Uh, couple sila, disciples namin ni Atid. Flight attendant sila. Ano nangyari sa flight during pandemic? Wala. So, syempre, pagdating sa hope, what's gonna be my future? Feeling nila after 2020, ah, siguro ilang months na to pag 2021. Okay na, LONBO 2021, it became even worse. And then, ngayon na lang naging easy noong 2022, latter part of 2022, where parang lahat na yata nagta-travel eh. Sino dito nag-travel recently? Out of the country or out or out of town? The flight. Yan, o ba? Daming nagta-travel. During the, yung November 30, dami rin nag-travel. So, People are going out, but during the pandemic, they felt hopeless. That's why the solution that Paul is saying, and we can see it in his life, keep running to Jesus. What does this mean? What does this mean when you say there is hope? So we can see four things alike in Paul. There is hope for your brokenness. There is hope for your burden. Whatever burdens you're carrying right now, there is hope for that. There is hope for your struggles. Some of us, or a lot of us, and not, not actually not a lot of us, all of us, we have struggles. Emotional struggles, yung mga temptations that we easily fall into, those are struggles. Is there still hope for that? And there is also hope for your future. So some of you may have a very broken past. You feel like it's hopeless, and here I am to tell you, there is hope. You might feel na ang dami mo ginamang kasamaan, you have been so bad, or you've been living a life that is so, ay, hindi, parang hindi na talaga worthy kay Lord, there is still hope for you. Or maybe you're saying na, 
Kuya Marty, I have been carrying a lot of heaviness right now in my life. Is there still hope? Yes, there's hope. Or maybe for some of you, pagod na pagod na kayo sa struggle nyo kasi ang pogi nyo. <laughs> bakit ba ako pogi, Lord? Baka ganun yung, or bakit ba ang ganda-ganda ko? Wow, sana all, right? chat Okay. Whatever your struggles are, there's hope for that. But maybe for some of you, your struggle really is the future. You don't know what's gonna happen. So let's look at the life of Paul because I wanna show you in the scripture, lahat puto pinagdaanan ni Paul. He had struggles when it comes to his past, broken yung past niya. He had struggles that he kept on, he was carrying, it was so much physically and even emotionally. And he, was, he had struggles also inside of him, temptations, things that he falls short of. And of course, there's that future. But in all of these situations, he had hope. So let's look at first for your brokenness. Meron ba talagang hope sa brokenness ko? Can you ask your seatmate, broken ka na ba? Yan, sana hindi, di ba? Pero okay din ang brokenness. Okay din ang brokenness. Or may binrake ka na ba? Wow, may binrake ka na ba? Wow. Okay, let's look at the brokenness of Paul. So as you, as we, I, as I mentioned earlier, he had a very wicked past because he kept on killing or hurting Christians. He had a broken past. You know why he had a broken past? Look at his mindset. Ha. This was his mindset before. So he wrote it in Book of Philippians. He wrote it in the Book of Philippians, yung past life niya, where he was holding on to before. He was holding on to his position. What was his position? He was circumcised on the eighth day. Why is that relevant? In Jewish culture, you are a certified Jew. When you are a baby born in a Jewish family and you were circumcised on the eighth day, meaning to say, you followed the law. So nung baby ka pa lang, finalo mo na yung law. Imagine, baby pa lang ako. Yung sinasabi ni Paul, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I was following the law of Moses. I am of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. Meaning to say, I am really part of the Jewish nation. A Hebrew of Hebrews. Kasi the other people just came into you know, the Jewish family because they were married to a Jew or somehow they renounced their nationality. They became slaves to Jewish uh, people and they became part of the nation. Pero siya, talagang Jew since birth. And not just that, in regard to the law, a Pharisee. And during that time when you're a Pharisee, you are well thought of. Meaning to say, you know the law, you memorize the scriptures, you literally put the scriptures on your forehead and on your wrist or on your bodies. You put it there. So to show to people, oh, ah, the word of God is on my forehead, I put it here. Kasi they put it there. If you notice, may mga pictures yung mga Pharisees. Even now, yung mga rabbis, they have this parang box, small box here. The word of God is there. They literally this, uh, put the word of God dun sa forehead nila. To show to people, oh, ah, Talagang follower ako ni God, follower ako ni Yahweh. So, Paul was holding on to this. But what happened to him? And then, because of his passion for Yahweh, passion for the Jewish law, what did he do? As for zeal, let's look at the next slide. He persecuted the church, the body of Christ, the church, those who claim to follow Jesus. As for righteousness, meaning to say righteousness based on the law, he felt that he was faultless. 
But he had the problem. He was broken because he was holding on to this. Kala niya ito yung totoo. And he approved of killing people. He had a wicked life. So that's why in Acts chapter 8, because of that conviction, ano ginawa ni Paul? Saul, that was his name before, began to destroy the church. Going from house to house. Imagine, house visit siya ng house visit. Pero yung visit na yon, to persecute ka. He dragged off both men, women, put them in prison, and as he neared Damascus on his journey, ito yung sa kanya. God allowed him to encounter the power of the Lord, the love of God. He encountered Jesus. That's what I was telling you earlier. On that road to Damascus, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice to say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? You know, if we look at it from afar, it seems like Saul's life wala nang hope. Kasi murderer siya, and talagang yung convictions niya were against the convictions of God. Parang kung titingnan natin, walang pag-asa to. Meron tayong mga ganun minsan na mindset, di ba? Walang pag-asa to, hindi magbabago to. Or maybe that's what you, how you see yourself right now. But guess what? God can minister to anyone whatever your broken past is. That's what happened to Saul. God allowed him to encounter the love of the Lord. He fell to the ground and God spoke to him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Look at the change kaagad ng life ni Saul. Ano question ni Saul? Let's look at the next verse. Ano question ni Saul? Let's read the next verse. Who are? Can I hear your voices? Ano sabi niya? Who are you? Bakit bigla may Lord? Diba? Bakit bigla change? You know, that word Lord, in Greek, it means kurios, master. Bakit nag-change? Hindi naman yung master si Lord eh. He wanted to kill the followers of Jesus. He, be, he has been hearing about Jesus rising from the dead. He heard it many times. He doesn't want to believe in it. He's saying it's fake news. Hindi totoo yan. You're just lying. You're just fanatic with this Jesus, Jesus thing. So I'm going to kill you. I'm going to persecute you. And now, Jesus spoke to him. He was blinded. He saw a blinding light. He, was, he couldn't see, and then he heard a voice. It changed his heart right away. Totoo to, ah. This is Jesus talking to me. And now he wanted to be sure, kaya niya sinabi, who are you, Lord? And you know why Lord kaagad yung description niya? Because he was helpless, blind. And you know what I realized? I appreciate brokenness, eh. Kasi minsan, doon ka lang nakikinig, nakikinig kay Lord pag broken ka. Di ba? Doon ka lang minsan nakikinig, eh. Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, nakikinig ka ba kay Lord? Huwag mo nang hintayin i-break ka, okay? Huwag mo nang hintayin. Kasi masakit, di ba? Masakit talaga. Masakit. But usually, dun lang tayo na-awaken na, oh nga no, Lord, oh sige makikinig ako. Imagine he couldn't see. All the other people were, you know, they, were, they didn't hear some, anything except Saul. He heard something. It was audible. That's why he said, uh, who, who are you, Lord? He was somehow afraid that there's this man talking to him. And it seems like this man is the master. And then Jesus spoke, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Get up. Look, look at the commission kaagad Jesus. Get up. Go into, uh, now get up. Go into the city and you will be told what you must do. In other words, God said to Saul na I'm gonna use you. I know you have a wicked past, but I want you to know me because once you know God, it's gonna transform your life. And lo and behold, 
To cut the story short, his life was transformed. Another servant of the Lord named Ananias went to him. His, he regained his sight. He got baptized. And what happened to him? Immediately, when Ananias went there, prayed for him, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. He could see again. And after he, see, he, he was able to see what happened he got up and was baptized. In other words, he believed in Jesus. He received Jesus. You are my Lord. You're my Savior. Totoo nga, you are God. You're the Messiah. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. He was discipled right away. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. And let's read together the next verse. One, two, three, go. The next verse, verse 20. At once, let's read together. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus transformation, no? There's hope for your past. You might feel it's so bad, but God can change that. God can change however wicked your past is. God loves you no matter what. Yun ang pinakita ni God kay Saul. Yun ang pinakita niya ni Jesus. That's why I look at this statement. I appreciate this. Eh. Everyone will encounter Jesus. But it's still our choice to respond in faith and in humility. Because God desires everyone to be saved. That's the Bible. In 1 Peter, God desires everyone to be saved. But it's our responsibility to respond in faith or and in humility. Kaya ako sinabing in faith and humility because it's, it's, like, it's like this. Eh. A lot of people, you know, they, they don't want to believe in Jesus. Some people, they don't want to believe in Jesus even though it's clear na sa scriptures. Some of them, they don't want to read the Bible kasi for them, sarado na. Sometimes I want to ask them, why don't you want to read what's here? Because this is in history books and nobody can disprove that he rose again. He died, Jesus died, and he rose again. So it's a matter of faith. I trust the Lord that he is God. I trust the Lord what he says in his word. Kaya nga faith eh. Faith, especially for those who don't want to believe in Jesus, kahit clear na clear na sa scripture. Humility naman para dun sa mga taong Christians na, pero they don't want to humble themselves. Feeling nila, hindi, mas gusto ko yung, yung feeling kong tama. And a lot of people, the reason why they're not encountering or they're not experiencing that wholeness that God wants them to experience is because we don't respond in humility. Kaya nga, everyone will encounter Jesus. But it's still our choice to respond in faith and in humility. Now, I've asked one of our campus missionaries to share her testimony because she also, she felt maybe that the past was, you know, a little bit bad, but somehow she encountered the Lord, God changed her life, and God is using now this woman for God's glory. Let's all welcome Miss Sigrid de la Vaz. Hello, po. <laughs> uh, being the eldest in the family, I grew up placing a lot of expectations on myself as I'd always be compared and be subject of hurtful words every time I would fail to do something. I felt that for me, for me to be considered as good enough, I had to be noticed and strive to be someone who is highly regarded by my parents and peers. My insecurities showed in my temper and how I'd verbally and at times physically hurt my siblings. I did not care so much about others as long as I am doing okay. I made it a point that I needed to be part of the in-crowd in school, which led me to compromises such as cheating, 
gossiping and soon led me to entertain a same-sex relationship that gained me a high social status in school. Delving to pornographic materials and indulging in some of the things I watch served for me as an occasional escape from stress and underlying loneliness I felt. In 2008, my parents started to take our family in CCF Sunday services after they were invited in a couple's retreat wherein they accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. From then on, my siblings and I started to go to Sunday school where I was first introduced to the gospel. But it was not until one of the messages in J-Zone, now Elevate, that I realized that if I truly knew Christ in my life, it should show transformation in my joy, in my life, in spite of. I saw my sinfulness and how I have been trying to live life my own way. I realized how I wanted not only to know, but to personally experience more of Christ. And it was there that I fully surrendered my life to Jesus. Since then, I started attending a discipleship group where I met true friends and sisters in the Lord that helped me grow deeper in my knowledge and love of Him. As I came to realize more of God's great love, I noticed how I started to become more loving towards my siblings, family, and friends, and was reminded that many more can also experience such. It was also in the following years that the Lord grew and pruned me to one by one address the things that have been hindering me from fully growing and being used by Him. First, in ending and surrendering the same-sex relationship I entered. Second, in dealing with my struggle in the area of lust through confessing before Him and respective authorities and people that helped me be counseled and continuously be accountable on it all of which allowing me to truly make active steps to turn away and to be set free. 2 Peter 2, 6-10 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Taking step to put to death things in my life not pleasing to God was definitely not easy, but he indeed is gracious and faithful. Through such process, I realize how surrender is truly a daily, moment by moment, depending and choosing God. It is about the fact that I no longer live for myself, but for him who loved and gave himself for me. I understood more of how God is a holy God and that of relentless love, patient, kind, forgiving, and one who loves us enough to free us from bondages that would hinder us from living a life, from living life to the full. As I experienced God's goodness, I couldn't help but be compelled to share his redeeming love one person at a time. I haven't seen how he, I, I have seen how he would appoint situations where he would lead me to share his truth to others, specifically women in living an intimate and redeemed life in him. He made me more joyful in him, my heart to share his truth through discipleship greater, so much so that he confirmed his call for me after college to serve him in a full-time capacity as a campus missionary in Elevate. And this month, 
I turned four years old in serving Him. Praise God. Continue to pray for me as I am definitely still a work in progress, but truly it is only by the mercy and grace of God that I am here. A woman who was once insecure, indifferent, and stuck in a life of sin, now continually made confident, compassionate, and set free to let others know and experience the same. To God be all the glory, honor, and praises. Thanks, Sig. You know, you know Sig is one of our you know, excellent campus missionaries serving the Lord in not just in the campus ministry, but even in the leadership development. But imagine lahat. All our campus missionaries, you might look at them and say, oh, wow, they are, so fa- they are so committed to Jesus. But we all have lives in the past that were broken, lives that were, you know, damaged, hurting others, struggling. And until now, there's temptations, there's heaviness, works in progress. But when you encounter God, because everybody uh, will truly encounter the Lord. So lie yung sinasabi lang, hindi ko naman encounter si God. Everyone, I promise you, even those who are in the mountains, it's found in the Bible. Everybody will encounter Jesus. It could be through dreams. It could be that you will hear God's message. It could be that you will hear a video, or listen to a video, and then you will hear the word of God. It could be through someone telling you about Jesus. Basta everybody will encounter Jesus. Now, the question is, will you respond in faith and humility? And what I appreciate in the story ni Sigrid is, because of God's love, kasi yun talaga ang magsichange sa'yo eh. Imagine you, your past was like this, but still God rescued you. He loves you. That's called grace. Once you understand how lost we are, and now God wants to save us, yung nangyari kay Paul, mangyayari sa atin. It will transform us because we appreciate yung grace ni God. Kasi grabe talaga yung grace niya. Kaya nga, anong message natin? There is hope. Keep running to Jesus. If you're tired, if you feel like your past is hopeless, there is hope for that. What do you do? You just keep running to Jesus. We need to humble ourselves. We need to have faith. Because He will clarify Himself to people. But the question is, will you respond in faith? The question is, will you be humble? Now, let's just say your past is not that broken, okay? Naman ako, I grew up in a Christian home, but you know, you appreciated the grace of God, God changed you, but somehow, you have so much burdens, and dami-dami mong dinadala, and daming problems sa school, and daming requirements, may problem ka pa sa family, may mga pinapagawa sa sa bahay, may problem ka pa sa friend mo, kasi hindi mo alam kung may gusto siya o wala. Or may problem ka sa money kasi ang dami mong pinagagastusan sa BTS. Yan. Or sa K-pop. Yan. Okay. <laughs> Kasalanan mo na yan. Or may problem ka sa kung ano-anong problem that you have right now that you're carrying. Right? And I've seen more and more young people, ah, stressed. Tinumay ka tabi mo kung stressed yan. <laughs> Nakakapanibago, ah. When I was in high school, or I think... Yeah, when I was in high school, not a lot of high school students during my time, ah, siyempre medyo matagal-tagal na yun, pero during my time, well, hindi, hindi, ko, hindi ko madalas marinig yung, ah, stress ako today. Pero ngayon, <laughs> high school students, pati college students, grabe, stress ako today. Parang every week na lang, stress siya. So, ang dami, sa, sa dami ng pwedeng, you know, opportunity to relax, stress pa rin. So I don't know why more and more people right now 
are stressed because of everything that... And then, nadami na sila sabi, may ministry ako, may ginagawa akong D-group, tapos yung parents ko, tapos may schoolwork pa ako, tapos meron pa akong project, tapos nag-join pa ako ng club na ganito, tapos meron pa akong Dota group, oh, di ba? Ang dami mo kasing group eh. But anyway, do, do, during my time kasi, not, there was not a lot of groups. I mean, not a lot of games. I think Counter-Strike lang talaga yung pinaka-game during my time. Or StarCraft, konti lang. Ngayon, meron ka ng ibang group. May ML group ka, tapos may barkada ka that plays Valorant, tapos may friends ka that plays NBA 2K23, tapos meron kang friends that play yung mga card games sa, sa phone, and then meron ka pang K-pop friends na nagtitrade kayo ng cards. Ayan, I mean and then may mga friends ka pa na meron ka pang Discord, pansinin mo yung Discord groups nyo. Pansinin mo yung FB chat groups nyo kung gano'ng kadami. Recently nga, yung isa naming full-time worker, nalito na siya, na-send niya yung report sa isang ibang chat. Pero may elevate kasi, kasi ang dami ng groups. So dahil doon, parang feeling ng mga tao, stress na stress out, there's so much happening in my life. And guess what? If we compare ourselves sa nangyari kay Paul, alam mo, may hiya ka talaga eh. Look at what happened to Paul. How much burden he had to carry. And maybe this is your statement. Look at this statement. Can we go to the next slide? Parang nawala. Hala, nawala. <laughs> Ayan, go. Ayan, Lord, it seems I'm carrying a lot right now. Maybe some of you, that's what you're feeling. It's just so heavy right now. Look at what happened to the Apostle Paul. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paklik, paklik. Yeah. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Yan. Look at what happened to him. He summarized his life. And let me give you the background first of 2 Corinthians. I know some of you know this already. He was trying to defend himself. Because he was criticized by certain Christians. That's why 2 Corinthians was written. O, yun ang background niya na. Kini-criticize siya. You know why he was criticized? Sinasabi na, you know, you're not an apostle. You're not worthy to be called an apostle. Ni kami mag-follow sa you, Paul. You're not really a good leader. Yan. So he wanted to defend himself. Kung ano yung ginawa niya for Christ? What did he do? Ito na. Verse 24. Five times I received from the Jews, Jewish people 40 lashes minus one. Meaning to say, because he was a Pharisee before and now he's following Christ, when they captured him, they have to whip him 39 times. That's the punishment ng mga kinukulong. 39 times, 40 minus 1. Yan ang tawag nila, 40 minus 1. Hindi ko alam ba hindi sabihin 39 times. Pero yun ang tawag nila sa punishment na yun. Five times nangyari yun. Not just that. Three times I was beaten with rods. So in other words, kung... Uso yung hazing sa nung 1990s. Mas grabe yung persecution sa kanila. He was beaten with rods. Pelted with stones. Na, nasubukan mo namang matamaan ng bato. Wag, di ba? Masakit. Wag ka rin mambato. Okay? So, he was pelted with stones. Three times he was shipwrecked. Stranded in the middle of the sea. Night and day in the open sea. Imagine all of the things that he had to carry. Constantly on the move. That's why he wrote to the Christians in Ephesus, in Corinth, in Philippi, in Thessalonica. He wrote to these people in Galatia because he had to go from one city to another city to another city. And hindi yan short travel. Ang tayo kung pupunta tayo sa Tagaytay, you can drive or you can take a bus. Sila, they have to walk or sometimes merong horse, but most of the time they walk. For days, they have to go from one city to another. Imagine... Constantly of the move, 
because he was in danger from rivers. He was in danger from bandits because he had to walk in dangerous places, dark places, danger from fellow Jews. Yung Jewish people that he wanted to care for, he shared the gospel to wanted to kill him. He was also in danger from Gentiles. Those non-Jewish people na reach out din niya, he, they also wanted to kill him. In danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. Everywhere he goes, there were people wanting to kill him. Meron bang gustong, hindi, wala naman siguro gusto bumatay sa inyo. Pero imagine mo, hindi mo yung stress. Imagine mo yung, I'm caring so much right now, Lord. And then I have labored, look at verse 27, I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. Tayo puyat lang kasi kakaisip sa kanya eh. Yan. Pero ito puyat dahil hindi talaga siya makatulog. Because there were people trying to kill him. And he was so tired. And alam mo ba, there are times na super pagod ka, hindi ka, na makatulog, hindi ka makatulog. Have you ever experienced that? You're so tired and then your heart is just so active, your mind is so active, you couldn't sleep. And that's what Paul was experiencing many times. I have known hunger and thirst and I've often gone without food. I mean, some of us, kaya natin ginagawa yun kasi intermittent fasting eh. Ay, hindi, may prayer and fasting, I'm gonna go without. Or diet ako eh. Siya, walang choice, walang pagkain. Stranded ka in the open sea, day and night for many days, maubusa kayo ng food supply. Of course, you're gonna go without food for many days. I have been cold and naked. Wala naman siguro naka-experience sa atin ng ganun. And besides everything, ito ba, verse 28, besides everything else, tinumina sa may niya, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Imagine, he even thought of the church while he was in prison, while he was being, while he was being persecuted, and when he was in prison, look at Philippians chapter 4. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. He can still rejoice. In other words, hindi niya sinasabi, stress ako eh. I'm not saying it's wrong to say that. Pero kung nandyan ako, ah, valid yun ang sabihin ko, papatayin na nila ako, stress talaga ako. Eh siya nasa kulungan siya, hindi niya sinasabi sa mga fellow prisoners, stress ako eh. Ano sinasabi niya? Masaya ako. Baliw na yata eh. How can he say that? You know how he could say that? Look at Philippians chapter 1. Look at Philippians chapter 1. In verse 21 it reads, For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. He's not afraid to die for Jesus. If he is alive, he will continue living for what purpose? Look at the next verse, verse 22 to 23. If I go on to living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me because I will continue to share the gospel and tell people about Jesus. Yet what shall I choose? Because I do not know. If I, I am torn between the two, ano yung two? If I stay here, I will share the gospel. If I die, I will be with Christ, which is far better. Imagine, walang talo sa kanya. That's why he can rejoice. That's why he can rejoice. I like this statement. Let's read this together. His hope is not anchored on the absence of problems, but the promises of God. Familiar naman tayo, di ba? Na okay, we anchor ourselves on God's promises, on His presence. But what does that really mean? Let me illustrate that to you. Pahiram nga ng table. O, sir, pakit yung table. Let me illustrate that to you. 
Some of us right now, ganito yung life natin. Ito yung life natin, punong-puno ka na ng mga, yung my plate is full. Diba, common yung ganun eh. You know, my plate is so full. Dami ko nang ginagawa. Let's say, ang mga ginagawa mo, kanyari lang, alagay natin. Kanyari, nung last, kanyari, nung, nung summer break, wala ka masyadong ginagawa. Ito lang, uh, ML, ayan, Netflix, tapusin mo yung series. And then afterwards, nadagdagan, right? Nagkaroon ka ng schoolwork, may math, may science. May mape. May mape, okay. So, I don't know ano may mga subjects kayo. May, ano ba ba? May, may time with your friends. Okay, lagay mo time with your friends. Ano pa yung mga ginagawa nyo? Let's say, meron ka pang ML time, or may, tapos na pala yun. Meron ng Disney Plus. Tinagdagan mo ng Disney Plus. Eh, ang dami ng series. Tagdagan natin, damihan natin. Ayan. So, napupuno ka talaga, right? And that's normal. That's what's happening. And then, let's say you're part of a ministry. So, nilagay mo pa, okay, part ka ng ministry. So, medyo parang almost overflowing na, pero kaya pa, hindi kaya pa squeeze in. Sali ako sa group na to, okay? Sali ka sa, ay, nahulog. Sali ka sa group na, whatever group that is, K-pop or K-drama groups, simali ka dyan. Tapos meron ka pang ka-Netflix. Na alam mo yung Zoom kayo together, tapos manood kayo ng Netflix. Ayan, di ba? Usually, two hours yun. So, lagay natin, two hours. Ayan, okay? Tapos, ano pa mga dinadagdag natin? Siyempre, may mga activities ka pa. May mga, siyempre, may mga ginagawa ka pa sa bahay. So, lagay natin mga ginagawa pa sa bahay. And uh, other responsibilities. Or nag-lead ka pa ng D-group. Ayan. Tapos, meron ka pang crush. Siyempre, kailangan mo mag-spend time. Lagay mo yan. So, so far, okay. So, normal tong ganito na there are moments, there are seasons in your life na parang puno. Your plate is full. That's normal. Everybody experiences that. But you know why people don't experience yung, you know, yung peace in spite. Kasi, I, I promise you, even if you have this, you can experience peace from the Lord. I have these seasons in my life a lot of times. Pero may peace ako. Kahit may ganito. Kasi, these things, some of these things are uncontrollable eh. Meaning to say, nandiyan siya eh. Kaya naman talagang i-manage. Kaya siya nagiging mahirap. Kasi may dinadagdag ka. Ano yung dinadagdag mo na unnecessary? For example, ang dinadagdag mo na unnecessary is you get addicted to computer games. Hindi na kasha, may mawawala. You get addicted to whatever. So once you put more, all the more, you cannot manage it anymore. Or maybe may dinadagdag ka, dinadagdag mo is yung perspective mo of other people. Ay, pag hindi ko to ginawa, baka magalit siya sa akin. Ayan, stress ka because of what other people will say. Hindi mo makailangan dagdag yun eh. You cannot control what they think. Pero dahil you keep on thinking of what they think, you put it there, wala na, napupuno ka na. Ma- mahuhulog yung iba. Or what you do sometimes is, you're trying to put other things, for example, may mga assumptions ka. Nako, siguro kaya niya sinabi yan kasi galit siya sa akin. Sinong nasistress? Ikaw. So in other words, kaya mo naisip, kaya dahil naisip mo yun, nagdadagdag ka pa ng more things to prove that you're right. You don't have to do that, but because you keep on doing those things and thinking about those things, wala. Napupuno ka na napupuno. So we add unnecessary emotional baggage to our plate that we couldn't carry anymore. Ang hope natin, wala na kay Lord, pero yung hope natin masolve to mga problems na to. And sometimes we try to solve problems na hindi naman natin, ayan, nahulog tuloy, hindi naman natin responsibility to solve because that is your assumption only. You're not even sure. So, nilalagay mo yun dyan. Naglalagay ka pa ng more other responsibilities, more other thoughts that you're not even sure. Tapos, what you do pa is, let's say, meron kang gustong girl. Okay na, di ba? Pinagpipray mo. Eh, may isa pang girl na gusto mo rin. O, patay. 
Sino may, kaya nga tayo nasistress, sino may kasalanan? Hindi naman si God eh. Sinong naglalagay nung mga yon? Diba, naglalagay ka ng naglalagay ng unnecessary things in your life, hindi na kayang i-manage ng life mo. Kasi ayaw naman ni Lord na ilagay mo yung mga ganyan sa life mo. Kaya nga sinabi ko tong statement na to, kasi si Paul, his hope was that na mag-iba yung mindset ng mga tao about him. No. His hope was found in Jesus. Basta siya, he's gonna obey. Basta siya, he's gonna do what's right. For example, ang ginawa mo is meron kang kaaway and you are not willing to forgive. Ah, may nagdadagdag ka ng stress sa life mo. Kasi unforgiveness really hurts us emotionally. Ang hirap niyan. Hindi ka nga stress, pero hindi ka stress sa work, pero stress ka sa kakaisip ng person na yun. Sometimes we are the ones causing so much emotional stress in our hearts. When God wants to remind us, Hui, you're my child, you are my son, you're my daughter, I can carry your load with you, but I want you to remove that unnecessary thoughts, unnecessary emotions, unnecessary activities in your life, so that kahit puno ka at peace ka. That's what it means when you say your hope is not anchored on the absence of problems, but the promises of God. Because you're not looking for, ay, sana masolve lahat ng problems. You're looking to God. Sabi mo, Lord, di ba, hindi mo papabayaan. Okay, I'm gonna do these things. It takes a lot of wisdom. What's our message again? There is... Hope, keep running to Jesus. Again, tell your seat, wait, one, two, three, go. There is hope. Oh, lagi ko lang to dito kasi punong-puno na yan. Okay, so let's go back to our list. There is hope for your brokenness. Nangyari yan sa life ni Apostle Paul. There is hope for your burdens. Nangyari rin yan sa life ni Apostle Paul. There is hope for your struggle. So if you feel like you are struggling for years because of this sin, because of this temptation, guess what? May struggle din si Paul. We don't know if it's a sin, but we know it's a struggle. How do we know? Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, this is what he said. Therefore, let's look at what he said. Uh, in order to keep me from being conceited. In other words, possibly my pride struggle si Paul. So in order for him not to be proud and to always be humble, I was given a what? A thorn in the flesh. Now, it's not a literal thorn. I've explained that many times. Hindi yun yung para makikita mo, uy, may thorn ako dito. Hindi ganun. May tinig ka lagi na hindi natatanggal. Parang ito yun. Pero this thorn was not good at all. You know why? It's a messenger of Satan. For what purpose? To torment me. Kaya nga some scholars say, that yung thorn daw na to, it, it's, it's difficult people in his life na hindi tinatanggal ni Lord. And sometimes, yun struggle natin. Difficult people in our life na hindi talaga tatanggalin ni Lord. And sometimes, tinanggal ni Lord sa season na yan, may bago ang season ng life mo, may bago ulit na person na difficult. Same personality. Sabi mo, sa katabi mo, may ganun ka ba? Ngayon, may ganun ka ba ngayon? <laughs> na ang hirap yun. Tinotorment ako. So we don't know specifically or exactly what it means kung talagang sin struggle siya. Or is it really a sickness? Some people say it was a sickness. Some people say it's really difficult people in his life. But the point is, he had a struggle. But look at what he did. Three times, verse 8, I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Di ba, tayo pag may struggle, Lord? Could you just remove this struggle that I have? 
Could you, could you just remove this person na so difficult in my life? Could you just remove itong wrong way ko of managing my emotions? Because it's just hard, right? We have those moments. We pray to God. But what did God answer Paul? He said, I'm not going to remove the struggle. I'm not going to remove the difficult person. As long as you're here on earth, you will be tempted. But my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, sabi ni Paul, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness. Meaning to say, he's not proud. If, if it's a sin, he's not, saying he's, not, he's not saying he's proud of his struggle. He's saying that, yes, I am weak. I have a struggle. He's admitting it. I am a weak person. I'm not that strong. But because of Christ's power in me, I am strong. Sabi niyo, I'll boast more gladly about boast all more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power I'm acknowledging Christ's power in my life it will rest on me that is why verse 10 for Christ's sake and sabi niya I delight in weaknesses in insults in hardships in persecutions in difficulties whether internal or external yan and yun, let's read the last line for when I am weak then I am strong Kasi nga, he's looking to Jesus eh. Kaya nga ang message natin, di ba? That we are to keep running to Jesus. You know what I realize? In every struggle we face, God is there to help us win. In every struggle, I promise you, whatever that struggle is, whether it's lust, materialism, pride issue, difficult people in your life, yes, there will be struggles, but I promise you, nandun lagi si God to help us win. Alam mo yung problema, hindi naman si God ang problem eh. Why we keep on struggling and falling in those struggles that we have. The problem is us. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's read this together. Sabi ni Paul, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. Meaning to say, all of us, we're going to be tempted. And look at the next line. God is what? Faithful. There's always an escape. Like struggle ka emotionally. Pansin mo, in every struggle that you have, in every sin that you have fallen, if you will reflect, merong escape. May escape talaga. Merong way to say no. Pero ano problema natin? Ito ang problema natin. Look at the next part. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can. Hinighlight ko. You can. We're not we willing to bear. Yung mag-effort ka naman. Sometimes kasi tinitem ka na, oh, sige na nga, mag-fall na ako. May sobrang guwapo nito, sige na. Diba? Sobrang ganda niya eh, Kuya Marts eh. Magbear ka naman. If kaya mo na to discipline your life for study, kaya mo to discipline your life when it comes to gym, workout, kaya mo to discipline your life to be a great player in ML. Kasi kailangan ng discipline yun, ha? Gusto mo maging mi mythic level, hindi yung parang, uy, casual gaming lang. Di ba, hindi ganun. Disciplinado ka, magagalit ka yung teammates mo, eh, na ano ka ba, di, sabing attack na nga eh, di ba? Sabing pasok ka na ngayon, di ba? Magagalit yan pag wala kang discipline. Kung sa lahat ng sports and kung sa mga bagay na passionate ka, discipline ka, dapat discipline ka lalo when it comes to your relationship with Jesus. Hindi ka mag- hindi ka ma- hindi mo overcome yung mga yon. My way of escape, pero if we don't discipline ourselves and you don't bear it, yung endure it, mag-effort ka, and look at that, inulit pa ni Paul, but when you are tempted, he will provide a way out, there's a way out so that you can 
endure it. May part tayo, I'll endure it. So while palabas ka away from sin, let's say nandiyan yung sin palabas ka, you have to endure it. Kailangan mo talaga na to force yourself sometimes to strengthen your heart, to connect to God, to say to your D-group leader na nagsastruggle ako, to confess to someone, you have to do those disciplines because you cannot win over your struggle on your own. But God is faithful. Kaya nga, there is hope. There's hope for your struggles. There's hope for your burdens. There's hope for your problems, for your brokenness. That's why, anong gagawin natin? We keep running to Jesus. Again, tell your seatmate. One, two, three, go. There is hope. Keep running to Jesus. Last one, before we close. There's hope for your brokenness. There's hope for your burden. There is hope for your struggles. And there is hope for your future. Some people right now, they don't know what's going to happen to their future. I, I think a lot of young people, we are unsure. Or they are unsure. There are a lot of uncertainties. Isa yan sa nagkukos pala ng stress ha, sa mga young people right now, yung uncertainty. And here's my advice when there are uncertainties in your life. You don't need to focus on the uncertainties. Kaya nga siya uncertain eh. <laughs> Kasi hindi mo alam. Ano yung alam mo? Yung ngayon. Ano yung alam mo? Mag-aral ka. Ano alam mo? Yung God's Word. Ano alam mo? Mag-respond ako properly. Oh, may alam kang gawin. Why are we so stressed with the uncertainties when God is telling us, entrust your uncertainties to me? Diba? Kasi siya nakakaalam, hindi ako. Alam mo, the moment I realize that and the more I reflect on that, the more I am at peace with life. I'm not bothered what other people may think. I'm not bothered kung merong galit sa akin tapos hindi ko pa alam. Some people kasi bothered siya. Nako, baka galit to. Oy, nako, baka galit din yan. So, stress siya lalo. Right? Hindi mo naman alam. Feeling mo lang galit siya. Tapos dahil doon, pansinin mo, if that's your view, ilang ka rin towards that person. How do you respond to that person? Ah, uh, uh, hi. <laughs> parang, kamusta na? <laughs> parang hindi mo rin alam how to react. Why? Because you're bothered with unnecessary things. Including the future. Look at the mindset of the Apostle Paul. Look at his mindset in life. His main, I believe this is his life verse. In Acts 20, 24. Sabi niya, I consider my life worth nothing. My only goal, din goal niya, my only aim is to finish the race. Yung binigay na race ni God sa akin. And complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Meaning to say, as he lives his life, he's gonna follow Jesus. Lord, where do you want me to go? Oh, you want me to go to Galatia? I'm gonna go there, preach the gospel. Hindi niya alam, ano next part? San kukunin yung pera? Of course, he was responsible enough to tell the churches to support him. Pero hindi niya alam, uy, papasok ba itong mga support na to? He just trusts the Lord. That's why I really appreciate missionaries eh. Mga campus missionaries natin. By the way, palakpakan naman natin mga campus missionaries natin. Because these men and women, they really live in faith, live by faith. Imagine they ask people, can you, you know, can you support this ministry? Even my wife, my wife is the first campus missionary of CCF. She's been raising support for years already. And siempre, when she support raise, if she raises support, people will say, oh, sige, sige, magbibigay kami. Pero are you really super sure magbibigay sila? No, you, that's by faith. Wala naman yung pera eh. Minsan magbibigay ng check, okay, donate this to CCF, that's for you. But a lot of times, they don't give the support right away. Magugulat na lang sila, we may nagbigay. That's by faith. But I promise you, ah, all our missionaries are well provided for. And I've seen God never left these missionaries financially. Well provided for. All because of God's goodness. Palakpakan naman natin si Lord. Promise ko sa inyo. 
you can talk to our missionaries. There were moments na scared sila when it comes to financial support, pero never talaga nagkulang si Lord. Kaya nga, you just focus on the Lord. Okay, what do you want me to do? As students, okay, this is what I want to do right now. This is what God wants me to do. I'm going to focus here. God wants me to obey my parents. God wants me to submit. God wants me to flee from sin. God wants me to be, you know, part of a small group to grow in Christ-likeness. Yun ang kontrolado ko. I am not in control of how my parents will react. I'm not in control of what my other friends will say. I'm not in control with what other people will say, but I'm in control of my decision and the way I respond to people. So even the future, Paul knows he's not in control. So what did he do? He kept on laboring for the Lord. That's why sa tail end ng buhay niya, ito palapit na matapos yung life niya, 2 Timothy chapter 4, sabi niya, I am already being poured out like a drink offering. Meaning to say, binuhos niya lahat for God. And the time for my departure is near. He was in prison and they were thinking of killing him already. And verse 7, look at what he says here. Let's read this together. I have fought the good fight. Imagine yung effort. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You know, one of my dreams and prayers in life is that I'll be able to say that. That God, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. That I gave my all for my master. That's one of my dreams in life. And look at his focus, ah, yung future na talagang he's lo- looking forward. Let's read verse 8. There is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Imagine yung focus niya. In other words, look forward to God's reward for your life. Not the reward here on earth. I'm not saying the rewards here are wrong, but it's nothing compared to God's reward for you. Mas maatpis ka kasi when you look forward to God's reward. Pansin mo yung reward here on earth, what it does to people. It makes people insecure, makes people jealous, makes people unnecessarily competitive. Pansin ba yan? The rewards here on earth. Yan ang nagagawa. I'm not saying wag ka maging excellent sa school, ha? Pero anong nakikreate na mindset sa mga kabataan? Gagalingan ko para ako yung best, para talo yung iba. Diba? And pag hindi ikaw yung best, anong nakikreate sa'yo? Insecure ako. Ay, nainggit ako. Ay, hindi ganyan yan, sisiraan ko yan. Bakit ganun? Bakit may crab mentality, we pull down each other? Saan ang galing lahat yan? Because of the rewards of the world. Pero yung rewards ni Christ is for everyone. Everyone who is faithful. Pantay-pantay as long as you're faithful. In other words, yung rewards sa earth limited. Bakit? Hindi naman lahat magiging CEO. Hindi lahat magiging president. Hindi lahat magiging top one sa school. Imagine kung lahat kayo top one sa school. Top one ka, ako rin. Diba parang, walang sense. <laughs> top one tayo lahat. Pang saya, Hindi maganda. Hindi siya, hindi, yun ang culture ng world eh. Kailangan may number one. Pero kay Jesus, pantay-pantay yung reward. Pag lahat kayo faithful, let's say five of you faithful, serving the Lord, lahat kayo crown of righteousness. Kaya when you look forward to that, you'll never be disappointed. But you're, when you look forward sa rewards ng world, you will eventually be disappointed. So, there is hope. Keep running to Jesus. There is hope for your future. 
You might feel right now na parang wala, as long as you're in Christ. You don't know what's gonna happen, right? You don't know what's gonna happen pag graduate mo, when you're already studying. But as long as you're faithful to the Lord, He will lead you to the right path, and at the end of everything, there's a crown of righteousness. So what are those things again that we have learned? There is hope for your brokenness, there's hope for your burden, there's hope for your struggles, and there's hope for your future. I want to call on the music team. We're going to sing a song afterwards. But usually, you know, I end with, usually I end with an inspiring story. But this time, I don't want to end with that, but I want to end with a passage. And I want, I want to explain this passage to all of us. Sabi sa Joshua chapter 21, verse 45. Let's read this together. Let's read this together. One, three, go. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. God's promise to Israel was fulfilled. Every single one of them. He has promises to you. If you hold on to that pro- those promises, I tell you, you will have hope for all of your brokenness, for all of your problems, struggles, for all of those burdens that you carry, and even for your future. Parang ganito yan eh. Di ba tayo, we trust people here on earth. Think about that person that you trust the most. For example, think about that doctor that you trust the most. Kunyari may sakit ka na feel, you'll go to that doctor right away. At kahit anong sabihin niya gagawin mo. Diba may mga ganun eh. May mga ganun na family doctors eh. Kahit di mo maintindihan, magpatest ka dito. Ah, sige, sige po dok. O take mo itong medicine to. Anong laman ito? O basta take mo lang. Ah, sige po dok. Trust mo eh. Bakit? Kasi trust ko itong doctor na to eh. Or think about that person na super tinatrust mo, na kahit anong advice niya gagawin mo. It could be your D-group mate, it could be your D-group leader, it could be your parents, it could be yourself. Di ba? Wala kayong pinagkakatiwalaan except sarili mo. Now, why do you trust yourself? Why do you trust that person? Dahil may track record. Dahil magaling siya. Dahil nag-graduate siya sa Stanford. Dahil nag-graduate siya sa isang Bible school. Or dahil ginawa niya itong mga to. So yeah, medyo may, you know, meron kang panghawakan. That's why you trust that person. Pero can you always say that you will never be disappointed by that person? I don't think so. I bet some of you got disappointed already by certain people that you've trusted. I bet you got disappointed from yourself. Because you felt that, okay, I make this decision, I trust myself, dinecide mo, nasaktan ka, nahirapan ka, mali pala. Oh. So bakit yung life natin mas nagtatrust tayo sa ibang mga bagay kung sinabi na nga sa scripture that not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone fulfilled. Man, in other words, kaya niyang gawin sa life mo yun. He's gonna do that. He's gonna fulfill all His promises. Imagine kung ganun, kung siya talaga yung tinatrust mo sa life mo. Andaling sabihin, there is hope. May hope ako. Bakit? Di ako i-fail nito eh. Di ako i-fail ni Jesus. May hope ako. Bakit? Kasama ko si Jesus eh. May hope ako. Bakit? Kasi kaya niyang tulungan ako sa problems ko eh. Diba? It's more of a reminder sa atin eh. Especially for a lot of us who are Christians already. It's more of a reminder na do I really trust the Lord? With all of my problems, with all of my struggles, with all of the difficulties that I'm facing, do I really trust the Lord? Because I promise you, there's hope in it. Because all His promises, He will fulfill. Can we all stand up? I want to pray for you guys.
those joining us online, I want to pray for you also. I hope this message has somehow touched your heart. Because it's really my burden, not just for Christians, but even those who are seeking the Lord, to really find the Lord, know Him, encounter Him in a powerful way. Just like what happened to the Apostle Paul. Because he can change your life. Can we bow down our heads, close your eyes? I want to pray for two groups of people here. I want to pray first for those people na wala pang faith in Jesus. They haven't received Jesus in their hearts. They're not yet serious with the Lord. And maybe some of you are here or those joining us online. That's you. You don't know Jesus personally. You're not even sure you're going to heaven. When Jesus already said, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. So if you're that person, I want you to humble yourself and respond in faith. Tell Jesus something like this. Jesus, I ask for your forgiveness. I know now that you are God. You are Lord and Savior. You have proven it, Lord, when you rose again from the dead. So today, Jesus, I receive you in my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. And I commit to follow you. For the second group of people that I want to pray for, Lord, a lot of us Christians na kami. Pero ang dami naming dinadala sa life namin. And there are moments that we feel hopeless. Lord, please, remind us once again that there is always hope. Whatever the brokenness we've experienced in our past, there's always hope. There's always hope. However heavy the load we're carrying right now, there's hope. There's always hope sa mga struggles that we're facing. Even if we feel like, para paulit-ulit, Lord, there is hope and an escape for that. And Lord, we're not sure of the future, but there is hope. That's why we keep running to you. Thank you that you're a promise keeper and that you will always fulfill what you have said in your word. We love you and honor you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, Amen and Amen. God bless you guys. We'd love to stay connected with you. So make sure to subscribe to our podcast or connect with an Elevate group through our website. See you at our next podcast.